Come on. Jerome DeRoy is the CEO of Narrative, a company helping companies transform how people engage with work. And now finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Jerome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on. Jerome, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, personal life, um, I uh, was born in France, and uh, I grew up up there, and my mother is American, so then I I moved um, to the U.S., but actually, before I moved to the U.S., I I moved to... uh, Hong Kong to work there for a few years in, in a career in finance. And uh, while I was there, I, I met someone who was had been in the company for maybe 20, 25 years. Uh, I started with an internship before I got a job there. And really, she was the reason that I got a job uh, in Hong Kong, because I started out my career as an intern in Paris, France. And, uh, and it was around the water cooler that I started having conversation with this veteran of the company who worked in every department. And she said, you know, there's an opening in uh, Hong Kong, and I think you should apply if you don't quite know what you're going to do next, which was the case. I didn't know what I was going to do next. <laughs> so so, uh, so I, I followed her advice, and I contacted the person, and indeed there was an opening, and I got the job. And at 23 years old, I landed in Hong Kong in December 1999. Nice. And that set me on this on this trajectory. And the reason I say that is because it links to why I do what I do. Um, what that woman did at the water cooler there, she did what nothing, no one else did in that company in terms of onboarding me and transferring knowledge that she had about the company and how things worked there. And a lot of these conversations about knowledge, about successes, about challenges were happening around the water cooler. They weren't happening with leadership, between leadership and staff. There wasn't that kind of culture there. And so if I had not had that conversation, I wouldn't have known about that job. I wouldn't have known about, you know, being able to kind of climb the corporate ladder, so to speak. And and I wouldn't be even where I am now. And so I think about her a lot because that was more than 20 years ago. And, you know, in subsequent jobs after that, usually what would, what has always happened is that for the first couple of days, I'm looking at a comp- compliance binder, I'm in a windowless conference room, I'm not being engaged, really, mm-hmm. about, you know, who I am and what I want to do with my life and what do I want to do next, what's my five-year vision for myself and my career. And as a result of that, I quit that job after four years and I completely reinvented myself and came to New York and started to work in film, in a creative field. And that's how I met my business partner, Murray Nossel, who founded the company that I'm now the CEO of, Narrative. And we started working together to bring what his knowledge was around storytelling, really, and filmmaking. And we brought that to companies so that we could engage employees, not just you know at a point when they're leaders, but right from their first day. And so that's really why I do what I do is to engage people and employees from the very first day that they start, not with a bunch of compliance issues. And don't get me wrong, you need to know about those compliance issues and you need to to do those trainings. But you also need to inject the the human part of, of the company and the culture of the company there, because otherwise, how do you expect people to really 
get a sense of belonging and stay there. So that's that's why I do what I do. I love it. It's the idea of start as you mean to go, right? And if you mean to go, shove somebody in a cubicle or a conference room with that uh, aforementioned compliance binder. I can't imagine that's really what companies want, but that's just what they do. Yes, yes, exactly. And, and you know, and and it's really not a, a criticism of, of the people who have to do this, because, again, you, you have to do this and that's part of your job. And usually it's the HR function. That was the case for me. An HR person welcomed me very warmly and then sat me down in front of a training video that dated from the 80s. You know, and so and that's supposed to give me a sense of, of how things work in that company. And it wasn't until a week later that I finally started to meet real human beings that were related to my job and what I had it, had to do. So I think there's there's something that's that's uh, blocking this transfer of knowledge between people in companies that's so critical. And too often you're getting the knowledge you need at the water cooler, but that's so informal that it's kind of a crapshoot. And so what we've created and what I've spent the last 10 years doing is really creating a system by which you can actually hear the stories you need to hear from the people in the company, not from some consultant or from the CEO, but people that are actually in your position who've been through what you've been through, telling you the stories of what it's like to work there, you know, what's positive, what, what are the things they can improve on, what are you likely to encounter as challenges, so that you yourself know when you get into that, in, get into that situation, you'll remember that story that John told you about the time that he went through that. And as a result, you'll be much more prepared for it. Yeah. Well, everything you just said makes perfect sense, right? But unless unless you're 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 intentional uh, about that, um, then then you're just never going to do it, right? Exactly. It's not, exactly. Uh, again, to, to your point, it's not that the human resources team at XYZ Company are lousy. In fact, they're probably excellent. They just don't have yeah. the they just don't have the script. That's right. Exactly. And and I think for me. You know, where it starts is with leadership in, in, in companies. And, you know, even if you're a one man or a one woman show and it's your it's your baby and you're creating it from the ground up, I think, you know, you really it, it really behooves everyone to start to listen, really, because uh, that's been my experience is what's there's a breakdown in listening, really, from from the people who are the leaders of these companies. You know, when you found a company, when you started, it's yours and then it starts to grow. And now more people are coming in and you really have to think about how do you want those people to see the same thing you saw when you started that company, the same thing you're seeing now as a leader. And so if you don't kind of collect and gather the stories that are needed to equip those new people to to be able to, not only to be able to do their job but also to really feel like they belong in this company you know if you don't do that then then that's where things kind of fall down but in order to do that you have to start by listening right and you really have to start to listen to your own employees first kind of put yourself in the background and just start to listen to what they're saying about your company you know what how do they feel about working in this company you know what's challenging about their role right now what are some of the successes that they're most proud of because from there you'll be able to gather really critical information again to me this is all about transferring information that you wouldn't get otherwise right so as a leader when you hear about those successes and those challenges now you're like wow this is great this is these are tools 
for me to bring this company into the future even further, you know? And so I think for me, it, it, it always starts with listening and it starts at the top where there's, there needs to be an intention. Like you, like you said, it has to be very intentional. And then as a result, you know, then now your HR group is actually empowered to put something in place. Cause that's the other thing is that too often HR people really want to do something about what I'm talking about, about engagement and, and about onboarding and making it more human and make giving people a sense of belonging but they get bogged down by the whole administration thing, administrative uh, tasks. And if their leadership isn't like backing them 100% and pushing them towards that direction, then they're kind of speaking into a void. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's being able to successfully marry the important legal and compliance information with the humanizing experience of, of the founding story and, and, and the current mm -hmm. story. And and the right vehicle is through story, through mm -hmm. through through narrative. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think you know, we kind of all know these stories, right? Of the the two people in a garage, you know, who started out, you know, Microsoft or who started out Apple, you yeah. know, and all these these kinds of mythical um, stories, which are true stories. And everyone knows that story. You don't have to be an employee in those companies to know that story. They become like these legends, really. But then how do you actually, how does that kind of trickle down to the employee who 20, 30 years later is starting in that company? What's their story of the company? You know, what's that, what's that narrative? And if you're not willing as a leader, a founder, or a manager of a team to start to listen to their stories, then you're, you're liable to miss out on some of their best ideas, some of the best ideas that you could actually kind of leverage for your marketing and anything else, really. Um, so yes, it, it starts with story, and I, and I think that's, and before storytelling, it has to start with listening, right? We kind of, we have to put ourselves in that position of just being listeners, gather the stories, and then tell the stories we need to tell to the right audience, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that that all makes sense. So, do you have a a sense of 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 what that um, I'm sure that you do what what uh, what that framework really should and and and, mm -hmm. and 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 can look like? Like, yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's there's a kind of a basic principle. So, what we do at Narrative, the company, is that we we have a, a kind of a methodology that underlies everything we do. So we got to onboarding and employee engagement um, through years and years and years of delivering this method of, of listening and storytelling to a variety of groups. You know, at, at first it wasn't so much about employee engagement or onboarding, it was really about people being able to articulate exactly what it is that they do and why they do it. Exactly the question you asked me at the top of this show, right? And, and so we just gave them tools and a method to do a better job of that and to tell a story. And, and so to me, to answer your question, it's really about how do I do that? How do I listen in such a way that I'm gonna get the best story out of someone? And then how do I tell the story of that I just heard in such a way that I'm gonna move other people into action, whether that's my employees, whether that's my customers, or whether that's kind of the market that's out there, you know, on social media, website, et cetera. And, and so to give you a, a sense of that, we hold that there's a, a reciprocal relationship between listening and telling. And so if you kind of think about, you know, uh, a glass of water and the shape of that glass of water, it's going to have different kinds of shapes depending on the glass. 
But essentially what you're doing with that water is that the glass is giving the water its shape. And it's the same between listening and storytelling. Listening is giving the story its shape. So if I'm talking to you right now, if you weren't listening to me or if I couldn't see you, et cetera, you know, and, and, or if you had to leave the room or if something started to make a lot of noise in the background, I'd have to stop speaking because I wouldn't be sure of having your listening, right? So it's your listening that's actually kind of producing even what I'm saying. So we always start there. So the moment you become aware that, you know, listening really matters, then you're not kind of steamrolling people with your message and you're really paying attention to how people are listening to you and what they need. And you start to ask questions to people instead of just going right into your, your subject matter and your topic, you know, just to make sure that we're on the same page. And then that's how you create trust and you start to listen to the story that the person has to tell you. Now, how do you tell that story afterwards? One basic principle without going through the whole thing. We have a book called Powered by Storytelling that people can find. It's by Marie Nossel, and, and, uh, and it, it outlines our entire methodology. But I just want to give you one nugget about one of the things that makes a compelling story, you know, if this is something that you want to take on for yourself, is that what makes a compelling story is really looking through the lens. It's as if you had a camera and you're looking through that lens and you're basically telling the story of what happened. That's the basic question we always ask, is what happened? And it's very distinct from what you thought about what happened, what your opinions were about what happened, what your judgments were about what happened, what your feelings were about what happened. So in a story, if I tell you a story about my own career, I'm never gonna say, you know, I went over to the water cooler and I was feeling kind of depressed and not passionate about my job and I didn't know what to do with my life, right? That's not a story. The story <laughs> is, I, I went to, that's a bunch of things that are in my mind, you know, and that I'm sharing with you for better or worse. You know? And, but rather, what I, what I wanna be doing if I'm telling you a story is just tell you what happened. So I got up from my desk and I walked over to the water cooler and I went to the coffee ma machine next to the water cooler. I poured myself a coffee. Then Brigitte came in and Brigitte is 20 years older than me. And she takes out a cigarette. It's the 1990s in France. You know, <laughs> she takes out a cigarette and she starts smoking. And she asked me how I am. And then I get into the whole conversation. Right. She said, I said, and then I end up in Hong Kong. Right. But I'm never telling you anything about what I felt in the moment. Oh, I got, I got excited. No, I'm not going to say anything. And the reason is that I don't want you to have the feelings that I'm imposing on you. I want you to have your own feelings about my story. And I want you to be triggered in a positive way by my story so that your experiences are triggered. And some of your experiences around the related topic that I'm talking about are triggered. And that's how we create dialogue. That's how we create connection. I love that. That was a lot. I hope it makes sense. No, it's great. <laughs> I, I I think uh, I loved everything about that. I I, I loved uh, the pronunciation of Brigitte. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and and what a what an amazing visual that 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 that, that popped into my head, right? And yeah. you yes. you allowed me to 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 sort of paint my own picture based on the facts that 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 you shared with me. You got it. Nice. As 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 you're sharing all this. 
Um, what also came into my head was was how an organization can can onboard new clients as well. Is that mm, is, yes. is, is is that part of this process? And yeah, totally. Uh, you know, we've we've seen. I, I work, we worked with a with a client recently that told us that they were having an issue because they noticed that people um, were were actually leaving at the onboarding stage because they weren't happy with the onboarding stage. And they went to another company that had a, that they felt had a better onboarding stage. So it helps with recruitment, uh, for sure. And then with clients themselves, I think once you enter into this process of listening, gathering stories, and telling the stories, those stories become your window to the world. You know, we did some work with a big health insurance company, and they did this employee engagement initiative with us. And it was simply to work internally with people and we gathered as many stories as possible. We gave them this methodology. We told them how to how to tell stories. We taught them that. And then they recorded some of those stories, the stories that best represented the values of the company. They then put them up on an internal channel. And it was one of their most uh, engaging campaigns ever. They had hundreds of comments, thousands of people watched it when usually there was a trickle of people who would watch this internal channel. And as a result of that, their advertising agency, who was looking at this and asking them about kind of doing an internal audit about what they had, they saw all these stories and they're like, wait a second, there's a story here that exactly fits our advertising campaign. Why don't we use that? You know, and so I think that's where, you know, a lot of times we sort of think about we have to come up with some incredible idea and let's go to this creative company and ask them to come up with that incredible idea. And so, and that's what's going to bring us more clients. That's what's going to bring them on board, you know. But rather, looked in, inward and looked at your employees and the stories they tell. And that's, that's your gold right there. And I think the more you can do that and put those stories out there via your website, your social media, your clients are actually going to understand you more. And I think that's, the, that's one way you have of onboarding your clients. I love it. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, Jerome, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I'm definitely going to uh, elaborate on one thing I said earlier. Um, you know, for me, it's it comes down to listening. And so what I encourage people to do is take any relationship that you're in, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's your spouse, your family, your boss, uh, your employees, and come to them with an intentional, what I call intentional listening, right? And really look at them. And maybe this is someone that you've known for years and years and years and years, and you have all sorts of assumptions about who they are. And they're probably rooted in, re in reality and something that happened. What if you actually set that aside? Look at that, set that aside, write down all your assumptions about that person, everything you know about them, and, and tell yourself, I'm going to listen to them differently today. I'm going to listen to them with an open mind and see what that does to that relationship. See what comes out of their mouth. Because usually we're not surprised by the people that we've known for a long time because we don't let them surprise us. We just kind of rush into what we have to say, you know, and we're, we're just anticipating when we're going to be able to speak next Try to just set all of that aside. It's hard to do, but a, a tip to be able to do that is just write it all down. Write everything that's getting in your way and before that meeting, then go into that meeting with an open mind and just let them speak. Maybe ask one question if they don't speak, but let them speak first. You know, if you're someone who's used to speaking first, let everybody else speak first and see what you get from that. 
Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Jerome, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with narrative? So there's a book that's out there called Powered by Storytelling, and it's by Narrative's founder, Murray Nostel. That's N-O-S-S-E-L. And you can find it anywhere you find books, including on Amazon. And uh, you you can also find more about our company, narrative.com. That's N-A-R-A-T-I-V.com. So just, uh, just one R, no E, narrative.com. And then I also want to point people to uh, my LinkedIn page. It's uh, Jerome DeRoy, J-E-R-O-M-E. D-E-R-O-Y. And that's where you'll found you'll find an article that I wrote about the water cooler, about the value of the water cooler, uh, and how we've actually lost it in this pandemic, in this pandemic in many cases, because we're no longer going into physical spaces or haven't for a long time. And so how to replace that. So you'll find that article. Uh, it, it's called The Value of the Water Cooler and How to Replace It. Uh, so those are the three ways that you can get in touch with us. Excellent. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jerome your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Powered by Storytelling. Uh, Go to narrative.com. That's N-A-R-A-T-I-V.com. And then find Jerome DeRoy on LinkedIn and check out the article about how to reclaim, refine, rediscover (laughs) the uh, water cooler in the age of COVID. Mm. Thanks again, Jerome. Thank you, George. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. Loved it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. I know how important it is for me to hit reset, to refocus, reprioritize, and even reprogram myself every quarter or so in order to make sure that my mind, my body, and my money are where they need to be. These days, we are all going hard constantly with so many demands on our time our attention and that's why I created the Strive Online Bootcamp to be able to take a step back to ensure that we're optimized in three key areas of our lives our minds our bodies and our money and I'd love for you to come with me on this two-week journey you can click on the link in the notes of the show or you can go to strivedetox.com check out the program I'd love to have you a part of it.